never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. So today on Mark My Words, I have the pleasure of talking to a guy who in the short amount of time I've known of him, he has really inspired me quite a bit. He is a serial entrepreneur, uh, and according to his LinkedIn profile, influencer, marketing thought leader, there is so much stuff that I could quote on Ricardo Zumaleta. Hopefully I said your last name correctly. I listened to that (laughs) soundbite on your profile a few times, and I was like, okay, Zumaleta, I got to get that right. So... This is a man who's got quite a bit of branding and uh, <laughs> quite, he, I mean, if you're watching this, you can see right off the bat two things and maybe even three on your hat. That, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, same brand, same brand. <laughs> yeah, same brand. Yeah. So, uh, and I have to admit, at first I looked at the, the brand, Fuket, yeah. I was like, okay, how do I say this? Because yeah. uh, you got the umlauts there. Right, and uh, right. I took like, I don't know if that's like a German word or. That's what, what people say. <laughs> yeah, I took five years of German. So the first oh, okay. thing that I think is you like. Right uh, is umlauts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't mess that up. It's definitely not the F word. Yeah. So, um, yeah, welcome, uh, Ricardo. How you doing? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, do you uh, want to start by just kind of running? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain a little bit about the brand so your audience will know what it's about. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll start off with there because everything, all, everything that I've done so far have kind of stemmed from my apparel company anyway. So let me tell you about Fuki Clothing. Um, the way I explain it, you know, everyone knows the concept of living life to the fullest, right? There's no one that doesn't know it, but it's actually just impossible. It's human nature to take life for granted. That's why we complain on Mondays, traffic, weather, stuff like that. Um, You really just need reminders to remind you of the concept. It's kind of like someone getting cancer, getting into an accident. Um, All of a sudden, you kind of appreciate your life more and all the, you know, all the things that you know about living life to the fullest comes to you. But it's temporary, as you know. All of a sudden, Monday comes again and it sucks. All of a sudden, traffic is here and it sucks. The weather sucks. Something, right? But because if you're living life to the fullest, you should never, ever complain about those things ever, right? So that's impossible. So you really just need the reminders. So we figured what, with the brand, why not have more reminders? Every time you wear the brand, it just tells you to stop complaining and live life more. And anytime you do anything inspirational or motivational, it always tends to go to mental health. We took it a step further. Uh, we went to suicide prevention. Now, why is that? Because I lost my brother to suicide. And the biggest thing I learned from that was that whenever anyone, including myself, gets sad or depressed, it is not necessarily because of your situation. It's actually your perspective. Uh, 
So everything starts off with a bad perspective and that evolves to becoming suicidal tendencies. Suicide is at the end, obviously, if you succeed. Uh, if you don't, you kind of go hopping back and forth until you change your perspective. But in any case, between that is, you know, Monday sucks, weather sucks, my girlfriend sucks, this relationship, alcoholism, drug abuse, and then suicide. All that is one line, but everyone is very reactive and kind of waiting for you to be here. But anyway, so it's really the perspective we need to change. Um, the way we help with that, with the brand, like you mentioned before, even though it's pronounced fuck it, it persuades you to say fuck it more without being offensive about it, right? Right. Now, why is that important? Well, everyone that's watching this, I'm pretty sure, is exposed to motivational, inspirational content every freaking day. You go on LinkedIn, there's so many positive quotes. You go on Facebook, inspirational quotes, motivational videos. And then you also, in between commercials, when you're watching something, you have Nike telling you to just do it. I mean, it is everywhere. And I always ask this, if that's everywhere and you have more access to mental health, like uh, help, why isn't it working? Why is suicide rates going up? Why is mental health issues going up? Because they're all meaningless, unless you actually make a decision about something. Without a decision, nothing will happen. But once you do, everything tends to follow automatically. People don't notice, but the only time we say that phrase, fuck it, is only until after we've already made a decision. It's the only time. The reason we say that phrase is because we're telling ourselves or we're confirming to ourselves. You never say that phrase for someone. It's, you're really just confirming to your, uh, ourselves that you're actually going to follow through and commit to the decision you just made. You never, ever back out because the only reason we came out was you're already committed. No one plays poker and says, fuck it, I'm all in and then do this ever. Um, so that is a very powerful mindset because that is how you quit the job you hate, start your own business, let go of bad relationships or trauma until you decide not a freaking thing happens. But once you do, everything follows. Um, and this goes on. So when I tell people about the brand, just the way I did to you, uh, we get into deeper conversations. And afterwards, I always get random messages saying, hey, you actually help you know, help my mindset, you know, you help me out, you change my perspective, something, you know, basically just help them become better. But the best ones are the ones that reached out to me and said, hey, I was suicidal when I met you. And thank you for saving my life. And this happened multiple times. And I said, whoa, that's crazy. I was just being myself and telling him what I know. And that's when I realized like this is something we need to duplicate. And I didn't know for the longest time how to explain that, but it's because of the proactive approach. So we created Start Day One, our nonprofit. Uh, basically, the idea is to help people change their perspectives from dreaming of one day to start starting day one. Day one means there's day two, day three, day four. Everyone gets very overwhelmed, including myself. You get overwhelmed uh, about everything you have to do and you have to change, but really you just don't know where to start. So it's for an alcoholic, I'm not saying quit tomorrow. For someone leaving a domestic violence, I'm not saying leave tomorrow. I'm saying once you decide, shit changes. All of a sudden, uh, you do things differently and you, you attempt to do it. The solutions come, basically. And that's what we're doing with Start Day One is basically putting out a more proactive approach in helping people. And yeah. And I read through some of these things. This is really echoing a lot of what I read. That really, like your perspective on Start Day One is really cool because it kind of has you looking at the present rather than being overwhelmed by the past or 
making it to the end goal in the future. And Actually, uh, the goal is actually to get more people to think about their future. Uh, I'm becoming more and more uh, go, trying to not really stop people from living in the present, but it's easier to live in the present when you know your future mm -hmm. because people are not depressed because of the past most of the time. It's not what they can see in, in their past. It's actually what they can't see about their future. Uh, and a great example is a breakup. When you have a break, broken relationship or someone passed away, it's not because you had great you know, experiences, right, with them, but they're now gone. It's just that they're no longer in the future with you. Mm -hmm. So in a breakup, you visualize this one person to be with you forever and ever and ever, and we're going to have puppies together, and, and all of a sudden, it's not going to happen anymore. And you can't seem to think of another person or another. There's so many other people in the freaking world, but you're all, your mindset is only on one. And because you can't see the future, it's actually what helps, what prevents you from living better in the present. You know, so I, we talk a lot about, you know, seeing a future version of yourself that's actually going to influence how you act today in anything that you do. So an example, if, if I just told you, you know, go from point A to point B, but only look at your footsteps. Don't look up ever. How, do you think you're going to hit your target? There's no way. No. There's no way. Exactly. So without looking at a target or without knowing where you're going to go in the future, it's, you don't know where you're going. When people tell me they're lost, where are you going? Where are you going? Like basically people that say they're lost, what they're doing is if they were driving, they're in the middle of the highway and they just went park. They just put it in park and they're just sitting in the driveway going, I'm lost. Well, what do you do when you're lost? Usually you go to your GPS or ask for directions, mentors, right? You ask and you figure out, but what are you getting directions to? Until you know what your destination is, how the hell are you gonna know the right way? You never will find it. The thing is, once you do find it, right? All of a sudden, you may have taken a wrong turn years ago. Yeah. So it's gonna take you longer to get there, but you're still going to get there because now you know where you're going. Exactly. And I, I love that. So you're taking action now to accomplish your goals of the future. Exactly. It's kind of like I always integrate entrepreneurship with mental health. Um, there's not one startup founder that has ever said like, oh, no one's going to download this app. No one's ever going to use this. Like, but I'm going to build it anyway. Like no one does that. No one does that. What they see is a future version of this app. They don't have it right now, but they're going like, yeah, but it will be. This is what I'm trying to do with this. You know, and all of a sudden they build the things. They get together their team. They get together venture capitalists, whatever, because they want, unless you have that version, you're never going to accomplish it. But just like people in personal life, we're always constantly evolving, right? If a business doesn't evolve, it's going to die. Right. Like Facebook is scared of Shopify. Yeah. Right. Um, so you really have to keep innovating all the time. Um, and really, it's the purpose that helps that with that, that that's what helps you persevere. And if you don't know that version, though, it, it, it's just going to it's just going to kill you because every time you accomplish something. You want to accomplish this now. Now you want to accomplish this. The future keeps moving. As we're talking an hour from now, my future that I wanted is an hour later. 
And it's always going to go like this. I'm never going to catch it ever. I, it's, it's just never. I, I'm never going to. Goals allow you to do that. You can reach goals because goals are finite, but purpose doesn't stop. The problem is people don't know how to freaking create a purpose. Yeah. It's just like a mission statement. So just for people that are watching or listening, when you're trying to create a purpose for yourself or for your business, you know, um, Actually, let me tell you why it's even important to have a purpose. Everyone knows it as your why, mm -hmm. right? But they don't know how to create the why. Like I, they don't even know how to come up with it. So let's go to the businesses first. For businesses, having a mission is very important because it allows you to kind of have uh, an idea of who you are. But mostly because what it does is when you have a mission-driven company, it doesn't care about the negative or the positive, right? People, Elon Musk almost lost all of his money, even though he was already a multimillionaire to SpaceX. Why did he do that? Because he had a sense of purpose to save the freaking humankind. Because he's like, we got to go to Mars, man. Like, we have to, basically his mission was to save humans, right? And so he persevered through that. If that fourth rocket didn't launch, he was done. I mean, with everything. Not just SpaceX, like everything. So his sense of purpose is what made that happen. So the mission statement is very important to companies because of that fact. The, so now let's talk about what it is. So a mission or a purpose cannot be a noun. It is always a verb. Not too many people know this. I know people talk about purpose all the time, but they don't show or say how you do it. It cannot be a noun, it is always a verb. If you look at Facebook and you look at their mission, it is not to be the best social network. That's what you know Facebook has, right? Then why the hell are they buying WhatsApp? Why are they buying this and this and this and this? Because their mission is to connect people. And all these things is what's connecting people, right? So that's what the business they're in. That's their purpose, that's their mission. It's never ending. When the hell does it end where you connect people? Pandemic or not, all of a sudden we have video. That's why they're trying to go do this and do that because they're trying to connect people. They didn't, if they just said to be this best social network, they would have been stuck there, right? right? And that's what happens to people also. Your own personal purpose, it's not to be the richest man in a block, to have the mansion, to be able to be, like if you keep talking nouns, it's not gonna work because it's not a purpose at all. Well, and another, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, you're you're saying such great things. I just uh, want to circle back to something because yeah, you're well, everything you're saying is like super inspiring. It's all about today. You've got so much going for you, but <laughs> let's you know, I'm not. I'm gonna contradict uh, a lot of your forward thinking. I want yeah, go back. I want to go back for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no, I'm, I'm down. Go, let's go all the way back okay. to when you were just in college and, you know, you were becoming a financial analyst and uh, yeah. in the corporate world. So mm -hmm. back in those days, I mean, what exactly, uh, like, first of all, what got you into that field and then what changed to really get you so supercharged to uh, where you're at now? I don't know. I mean, growing up, I was always a smiley dude. I just, I don't know. I was, I guess 
optimistic or whatever do you call it. Um, nothing really changed. It's really the brand that started everything off. Um, it was something, it was just starting off as a college project, man. Uh, I didn't mean to do anything. It wasn't about mental health, helping people. I was just kind of saying people, you know, you got to live life more, you know, and when you're young. So our mission with the clothing is to inspire and motivate people to make the decision to live life without regret and accept challenges worth the risk, right? When you're younger, it's all mostly about accepting the challenges worth the risk. You don't really have much regrets when you're younger, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it was more about partying and living, living life, you know? But after a while, I knew that, that that wasn't me, the whole me. It's just that what I was telling people, showing people, you know, party. But I looked at myself and I said, later in life, is this something I'm going to be proud of? Is that what I want to be? Just partying all the time? It's impossible to party all the time. And that's not even me. And I don't party all the time. It's just that that's when it's time, then I show you, right? Same thing with... People do now on Instagram and stuff. That's not their whole entire life. They get miserable too. It's not perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. So it really just started from there. And, and how it all started, they, how I even came up with the mission, because I'm like bugging out. I'm like, what the hell am I going <laughs> to, I'm not going to be proud. I need to figure out what the hell is this brand? So how did I come up with that? First, I analyzed, why the hell do we say fuck it in the first place? <laughs> like, what is that? And I knew it was a sense of moving forward, right? right? But there's two ways that prevents you from moving forward. One, something is holding you back. Two, you just won't take the fucking step forward. So that's the reason you won't move up, right? right. And fuck it is what helps with that. Live life without regret is about the past. It's what's pulling you back. That's why you can't move up because you're, you're living a life of regret. So for people that just to help them up right now, right? To live life without regret. How do you do that? And I used to think like, shit, is that even possible? <laughs> like, no, to live life without no. regret is insane. I've tried so, for years to tell myself I don't have any regrets. Yeah. You hear somebody like Madonna saying absolutely no regrets. Yeah. And that's impossible. Even she has regrets. Right. So, so here's what I've found, though. Here's the cure to regret. First, you analyze what is the regret? Regrets are just personal experiences because you can never regret for someone ever. Something you went through, a decision you made that you said, ah, I could have, would have, should have, right? Those are regrets. It's a personal experience that you never forgave yourself for. That's all regret is. Mark, ah, no way. You could have, you would have, you should have, you didn't. Forgive yourself. I love forgive that. Yourself. That's all it is. That is all it is. It's because you won't fucking forgive yourself for something that happened in the past that you think is the cause of where you, because you're miserable today. Regrets only come up when you're miserable. They never come up when they're happy because you know what people say when they're happy and they have regret? Well, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> oh, now it was supposed to happen for me to be happy. Oh, but when you're miserable, you don't go like, well, I guess everything happens for a reason. I'm, I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life. You only hear that when you're finally happy. That's the only time. So regrets are just things you got to forgive yourself for. Now we'll talk about, that's what, now when you, you cut that cord of regret, now you can move forward, right? So fuck it. You make that decision to be able to move forward. 
Now, what's, what's preventing you from stepping forward? Because of the risk. So first, it has to be worth the risk, right? So I knew that. And I told my friend, Roger Mazzella, and I said, it's, you know, take the challenges that are worth the risk. And he said, no, it's accept the challenges that are worth the risk. And I'm like, why? Because the challenges are always being set up in front of you. But it's up to you to accept it or not. And when you accept it, it's actually when you say fuck it. And I'm like, ooh, you're right. And as soon as I changed that, my our, our website, our mission and all that stuff, it resonated with people a lot more. And they knew what I was doing. And that is something I could be proud of in the all the way to the rest of my life till I die. Like, I'm going to be proud of it. I've been saving lives. I mean, I just heard of one this one story about this uh, person. He didn't tell me. He's been buying the brand. And he told me, like, yeah, he saved my life from suicide. Just This is, like, recent, probably a year ago or something, or within the year. And he said, yeah, I saw your hat on my dresser, and you helped me, you know, you prevented it. And I'm like, that's awesome. It's because of the branding. Branding is very powerful, right? That's why we pick up Coca-Cola or that's, but if you instill all the things that I'm talking about into one brand and all of a sudden in that phrase, there's nothing that can replace fuck it. Like there's nothing. Yeah. Tried, <laughs> tried, you know? And, you know, people always think like, oh, but it's potentially this. I don't care about that. People don't buy my stuff to see what people are going to think about them. And you know how people feel about it. They wear it and buy it because of how it makes them feel about themselves because of the brand. I'm saving lives. People don't buy my stuff so they can help the cause. No, I'm hoping you buy it because you might get suicidal. And I, no one is immune to this. No one. There's no one that committed suicide and said, oh, I knew that freaking 20 years ago that I was going to be suicidal, even though I was happy. Like, you didn't know. You just kind of get there. No one plans that. No one plans being drug abusers, you know, no one plans to, you know, to, to be an alcoholic, like ever, ever. And, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to do is really change people's perspectives on mental health itself. There's a lot of things we could talk about in that. Well, let me just back up for one second, because you, it sounds to me like something just really clicked and came up with your brand and you went for it. Now, when you took the plunge out of corporate America, did you really like just cold turkey take the leap or was it? No, so funny story. I've been laid off from jobs three times. And then there's like little jobs here and there. But that's when I realized it's not safe anywhere. And I knew that the worst case scenario, when I decide to quit or stop or fail or whatever, is that I work like everyone else. That's the worst case scenario. (laughs) That is the worst case scenario. So why wouldn't I accept that challenge? Because it's worth the risk to me. Mm -hmm. So it became so easy. The the motto, the mission, it it became my personal purpose, my personal uh, mission. You know, it, and it, it just kind of helped me throughout my life and everything that I do. And I have a startup now and influencer marketing, you know, I have the nonprofit and that because I just wanted to have one. It just kind of went towards there because, well, if I want to accomplish the mission of inspiring and motivating people, you can't just talk about it. 
tell people, show people. You know, I see a lot of people that are motivational in this, but they never tried shit. Like they never even risked anything. Oh, but I, you can do it though, Mark, but you can do it. Well, did you? Did you try? <laughs> did you spend all your money? Like you didn't do it either. So easy to say, dude, but yeah. I'd rather you kind of walk the walk also, you know? And I, you know, so th those are the kind of things. Well, I personally came to a point in my life where I was given the opportunity to take a buyout package from my company of 10 years. I took it and I started contracting. I, I used to be like a manager at that company, but then I started just contracting and being a little more of just a, a worker again. And yeah. I found that I just wasn't feeling... Uh, fulfilled, fulfilled like I used to feel so that kind of spun off into me thinking about my younger self and saying hey you know I'm not getting any younger and really I've just been kind of working towards somebody else's goals I haven't yeah you've been working towards my own yeah. and yeah. that kind of thinking it really changed my life because yeah even though I still have a nine to five, I'm still contracting and yeah, doing all just, that. I, I went for it much like, uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, well, you even were we took completely different paths in life. Yeah. I mean, there's a but, lot of similarities, but really I don't have the cool branding and stuff that you have, but nah, it's, but it's the that, same mindset. It, it's the same mindset. And it's kind of like, but coming along, I mean, just the name of my podcast, Mark My Words. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a brand. Well, that's something I've really uh, grabbed onto. I'm like, that's my brand. That's yeah. My brand. And, and did you notice, though, uh, as you were talking, you said, I'm not getting any younger. And then you were present. If you said, like, oh, live in the present, you were fine. Fine. But your future self said, is that where you want to be? You're good? Like, you're good? Yeah. Well, and that's I, what made you change. Do you see? And yeah. that's what makes the future mindset even more powerful. Because if you, because you're seeing the future, the version of yourself, like, no, I'm, I could be better than this, though. I think I could be better than this. And so you make present things. The present, the importance of the present is because this is the only time you can execute. Right? The past is meant to learn from. The future is meant to guide you. Yeah. Present is where you execute. So, but without that, it's going to be very difficult. Well, I often, and even as uh, current as today, mm -hmm. just have passing thought in my head about the, like, I guess, version of me that's 30, 40 years older and thinking about how I would feel if I stopped doing this podcast or stop working towards some of these personal goals mm -hmm. and I think even if I fail in everything that I'm doing I would at least like to get to that point in my life and say I actively did it. I didn't just try mm -hmm. I didn't just brainstorm it I did it and I think yeah. that's really been what's been in my gut and in my, yeah. well, and my heart for and you. really all it is is your perspective on your situation. That's all it is. Because you're saying like, if I fail, if I this. Now, you know, 
the struggle is always going to be there. It's meant to be there. That's actually how you get peak experiences of like self-actualization. You know, when you talk about um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I don't know if you remember that, right? First is your security and all that, but self-actualization is what basically you're becoming that better version of yourself, right? How do you get there? And, you know, when you, when you're trying to come up with that, it's like you, you, you're always evolving. You know what I mean? Like you're always evolving. The the mark ten years ago is not the same mark now. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, and ten years from now is not going to see be the same mark today, right? right? And hopefully, what you're thinking of the ten years from now mark is an awesome version, all right? Well, so, I, frankly, when I look at myself today and go back ten years and have that perspective, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty awesome now. Mm-hmm. So. But here's the thing. And with perspective, it's really how do you see yourself? See, you're in a good mindset right now, right? You're good. You're secure. You're, you're good. Like, what's the worst case scenario if I stop doing a podcast? So you're not really relying on that or you don't see it as a failure at all. Because right now you're thinking like, well, I'm, uh, you have this sense of like, you just kind of want to give this sense of entertainment or whatever it is. Because that's the next second part of a purpose. Uh, as I was talking before, the first part, like I mentioned, has to be a verb, right? You have to do something for, uh, yeah, it has to be an action word. Uh, it can't be a noun. But the second one is, it has to benefit others. A purpose is never to be the richest one in the neighborhood, have a Lamborghini, or it's not a purpose. Purpose benefits other people. That's why anytime you do something, when I do something with my nonprofit, my clothing line, I save a life and this, that th- those are the good stuff. If I focus on that, instead of focusing on how much money am I making though, but how am I getting this? But who's looking at me? Am I a superstar yet? Like, like I'm going to get miserable. But if I'm constantly just thinking about what I'm giving, what I'm giving, that's what purpose does because the best things that keeps you happy is some kind of progress, growing, momentum, something of that sort and giving. Those are the two best things, Right. Right. So when you have that sense of purpose, it, 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 it does that for you, but the progress is what helps. And then, so this is my kind of like my guide for people. Again, I'll go back to the, the, you know, when you get lost, you need to know where you're going, but mostly you need to know why you're going. So everyone already knows, right? With Simon Sinek, it's your why and all this stuff. So it's like, why are you driving in the first place? Oh, I'm trying to go to freaking LA and my family's house to spend time with my family. So that's my purpose, basically. Um, you create a purpose first, because once you have a purpose, what that does is it becomes a compass. I talked about perspective, how important that is, right? How are you going to know what's a benefit or a threat if you don't know what the purpose is? Because you can have a perspective on different issues, but which one's going to be a benefit or a threat to what you're trying to do? I'm trying to inspire, motivate people to live life without regret and accept challenges worth the risk. So everything that I do should kind of follow that. That's why it's good, great for companies because it keeps them aligned. You don't all of a sudden become Mercedes and go, hey, let's do SUVs real quick. Like, wait, what? What, what do you mean? Why are, we, why are you going there? Wait, what's our mission? So you have to go back to that and it keeps you aligned. And my personal life keeps you aligned too. Because the reason perspective is so important is because if you don't change that damn perspective the decisions follow your perspectives if you think you're a freaking loser and that girl's not going to talk to me guess what your decision's going to be you're not going to talk to her 
You're not going to do anything. You're going to stay at home. You're going to be miserable. Shift your perspective like, well, I could learn from it and see what happens because you're never going to know who's going to like you until you find out because everything that you know is just like a startup are assumptions until you get feedback or data. Until this girl says no, that's the only time you're going to know that it's a no. That's the only time. But for you to assume that they're going to say no, eh, I don't know. She might have, but now you're never going to know because you don't even want to try. So that's, those are the kind of things that you do. So the decisions follow. But what's funny is people don't know the difference between inspiration and motivation. They think it's the same thing, right? Right. Inspiration always comes before perspective. What inspiration does, it shifts your perspective. That's all it does to the, to the good side. Trauma brings you this way, <laughs> right? All the right. negative shit brings you this yeah. way, right? Perspective of what you really need to change. That is what every book does. That is what every fucking therapist does. That is everything that you read that changes and you go, oh my God, now I can do it. They change your perspective somehow. Mm-hmm. Because motivation is never going to work until I change your perspective, right? People that just broke up with someone, come on, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. Oh my God, let's go meet someone, let's go. You haven't even changed their perspective yet. They're gonna go, no, dude, no, and you're annoying. The, the, the motivation comes after the decision. The same thing with passion, same thing with goals. How the hell are you gonna have a goal if you don't know what you're trying to do? It's not gonna work, right? So it actually comes there. And that's my process for pursuit of fulfillment because that is always constant it's going to shift so do this do this do this but without that purpose never going to happen and there's different purposes purpose is a parent purpose is a business purpose so there's different purposes all the time so it's constantly happening every day that's what life is right so with everything going on in Mm -hmm. your life like how do you juggle everything because you've got you know i even one thing we haven't even talked about you're a tattoo artist. You have all these brands. How, and I probably know the answer before I'm even asking. <laughs> but since you're so, so good with words and so inspiring, <laughs> I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Let her so in. it's kind of like when you ask someone, wow, you have six kids. How do you do it? It's like, well, do you want them to neglect one? Do you want them to not do the other one? And do you see what happens all the time? shit changes all of a sudden they make it happen well how did you make that happen because i decided i'm gonna make it happen the ones that complain and stuff are the ones that doesn't make it happen right that's always the first step what i've learned when we're in a bad place is we tend to hate accountability and love to have excuses when we're in a bad mindset so with me with these multiple things that i'm doing it's like well why not if i can't handle it I'll stop. I'll stop one of them. I can't do that with a kid. So I even have the luxury of being like, eh, I don't think I'm going to do that one anymore. It's not going to hurt me. It's not going to get right. No one's waiting for it or anything. It's like, I just kind of do it. Right. I just make it happen because I want to. And this, I feel my purpose is to help people. And this, so I, I keep doing these things. Um, an entrepreneur to me it are just mission driven people that solve problems. People that don't know sales, that can't sell shit, they figure it out as an entrepreneur. But that mission is what makes them do that. If you don't have a mission, it's, you don't have a purpose, it's very difficult. 
So Elon Musk was very introvert. You can tell just hearing him talk, but he's on TV every freaking day now. How's that possible, right? Well, because the purpose set tells him to. So for me, juggling things, I like, yeah, it sucks, it's rough, you know, uh, some things stresses you out, but then there's something in me like, all right, try your best first. And I always ask once when I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm human and I go through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And when I feel like giving up, I basically ask myself, did you try your best, man? Like, is it time? Like, is it time? Have you tried, I mean, like your best? No. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> you, know? you said something really important that yeah. I think some people do overlook. And I know even for me in mm -hmm. my past of uh, just racking my brain on what I can do, you know, just entrepreneurial, uh, you have to be able to solve a problem for somebody. And that, yeah. like, that is like a real key. And I feel like this whole podcast for me, while, you know, guests like you, like really get me fired up. Like, this is what it's all about for me. This is why I'm doing it because yeah. this just makes me feel great to just be connecting with yeah, someone yeah. like you. But the problem yeah. I'm trying to resolve is mm -hmm. open people's eyes to the possibilities in life that you don't have to just go to college or go into the workforce and just work for a man your whole life. Yeah. You have the power. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't, at least at this point, I'm not making a dime off of this. But yeah. if I've learned anything, I've learned that you do have the power to flip the script and mm -hmm. work for yourself. And yeah. I have a couple different reasons for doing this podcast and the problems I want to solve for people, but that's definitely at the core. I want people to see that, you know, look at this person, you know, they had the mindset of I'm going to be a financial analyst. And even though you had a lot of branding ideas that came along, I mean, I'm going to guess that I could be wrong and you can call me out, but I can guess that maybe back years ago, in high school or whatever, you probably could not have envisioned like all this that you're doing now. Like, no, nah, not at all. Not yeah, at all. And that's so that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Yes. Yeah, so, what people don't understand is this it's like when you go through struggles and bad things and stuff, again, it's all based on your perspective, right? Like people that are trying to do the American dream. The fucking American dream is not a Lamborghini or a mansion and freaking girls everywhere and rock star status. That is not the American dream. The American dream was you get to keep the fruits of your freaking labor, get married, have a white picket fence with a dog in your freaking family. That's, you can get that in the ghetto. Like that's available there. Except the people in the ghetto thinks, Oh, this is not the American dream. Like, what do you mean? You have air conditioning. Yeah. You didn't even, that wasn't even included in the American dream. That's a perk. You have heat too? Wow. Good for you. You've already achieved the freaking American dream. In fact, the freaking government's paying for it. But your perspective is, no, I'm not enough. It's not the American dream. I need a freaking Lamborghini. Not, where's all the girls? Where's it? 
those are just all extras. Those are just like want, right? Not, nece not necessary. So people that are struggling in this, it's really their perspective on their own life, right? That's really all it is. It's like, if you change your perspective on what success is and what this is, and really about fulfillment, like how do you, how you, do you get fulfilled? But again, like I said, it's like people had, tend to love excuses and hate accountability when you're in a bad place. Let me tell you how I found that out. So as I was talking to people about my brand, uh, this couple actually bought my stuff and then they walked away. And then there's this one kid, he rolls up to me and says, hey, I love what you're telling people that it all starts with a decision, but it's not that easy. And I said, hey, I never said it was easy. It starts with a decision. He goes, yeah, but I'm in rehab now and this and this and this and this. And I go, yeah, that all that doesn't matter. It always starts with a decision. Yeah, but, and I said, oh my God. Hey, can you do me a favor? Stop saying, but. It always starts with a decision. Tell me why you can't do that. And I backed up. This kid is sitting here for like two to three minutes going like this. And then he goes, yeah, almost, almost said, but, but only because I told him, stop saying that. Now tell me why you can't. He's going through his database of excuses because what else could you be doing there? A decision can be made in 0. 0.0000 instant, right? I didn't tell this guy, hey, you should, after you run a marathon, you're going to feel so much better. After you do 20,000 setups or, or even read a book. All I said was, dude, it all starts with a decision because that's the common denominator of everyone that did it. Couldn't do it. And I'm just like, that's weird. And then he finally goes, you're right. You're right. I said, I know. You're welcome. Now, this is a person that went into rehab and haven't even decided to get better. This happens a lot. He's going for you. He's going for mom. He's going for everyone else. And he's going because it's everyone, everyone's annoying. And, and it's the test. Like, let's see if this fixes me. You got to fix you. No one fixes you. You have to fix you. And so that's the first step. So I told the same exact story. Another event, another person, completely different place. This lady Another one, he goes, she goes, yeah, but it's different for everyone. And I said, what? Oh my God, who says that? Like, here's, here's another one. And I said, no, 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 it always starts with a decision. She goes like, eh, I don't think so. So immediately I'm going like, oh, she must be going through some shit. That's what's going on here. So anyway, after a while, she walks away. I mean, I'm talking angry. So why would someone be so angry? So my analytical self starts analyzing things. And I'm like, why would you be so mad? And it's not like I'm saying that this is the cure. I'm just saying everyone, and, from, and it's proven, everyone that's made it always started with the decision, like always. It's just that it starts there, right? Right. Why couldn't she do it, right? And why is she mad about it? Why is she so mad about it? And here's why. I finally went, why was, oh, as soon as that girl or anyone watching or listening that's going through shit right now, as, as soon as you agree with me, is as soon as you cannot use your stupid excuses anymore. You now know that you are accountable for your own happiness that like, okay, yes, I'm going to do it. And with that, I'm, 
it doesn't matter if you're abused as a kid, rape, this, that. Like you're saying like, all right, I'm going to be better. Until you do that, how do you expect to be better? So a lot of people are freaking insane. They complain about things they do nothing about. So, but the only way to move forward is that. And here they are wondering like, oh, can't do it. I can't make it. Like depression. It's like, what? You got to, it starts here. Yeah, I don't know. But like, why are you getting mad at me when I say it starts with a decision? It's weird, right? Yeah. Like anyone depressed, watch. Anyone that's depressed, like, oh, it starts with a decision. It's not that easy. It's this. And it's like, that's so weird. Like, why are you mad? It's because they're in that place. They don't like accountability. It can't be them. It cannot be them. It can't. And that's when I started really learning that. And I went, oh, you don't want the accountability. And so the goal, when everyone, anyone is depressed and thinks you have to hold them accountable or else they never leave. Here's the fucking problem. Doctors, organizations, society have given, are giving them the best excuse. They're basically taking away hope, which is once you take away hope, you're not accountable for anything because there's nothing you can do. Right. And that's the difference between struggling and suffering. Struggling is, you know what the end goal is, like a marathon, you struggle throughout that shit, but you know you, what you're trying to achieve. Startups, you struggle like a freaking crazy man and then you try to achieve that. But suffering is feeling that you're doing something with that's out of your control. You have zero control. So, that is suffering. So is there a client or a story that you're just most proud of because I can't imagine anybody being a client of yours and not like, you know, being convinced. I mean, I feel like I'm in a very good place in my life right now. I'm like, man, I'm never going to look back on anything after doing this episode. Like I'm well, super pumped up. Hey, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. And, and that's the thing. And we haven't even gotten to like the, the, the nitty gritty of like what people are doing to keep them down. Like, and it's everything that I'm telling you too, by the way, it's not like something scientific. And this, this is based on my listening skills, talking to people, yeah, I'm picking analyzing. Up it's just common sense stuff that's been happening. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? Because I'm just looking and I'm going, it's just the entrepreneurial thing in me. I applied it in the mental health field. That's what's happening. And so any specific stories, really, it's the ones I'm like, I saved their life. That's insane. Those would be my best ones. I can't, how do you, do, how do you get better than saving a life? Like, how do you do better than that? Is so it if hard I can to, change. Is it hard to single anything out at this point? Oh my God. It, it, it is hard. It was, so what makes it hard? Because, so everything that I do is not, when you're already, suicidal or depressed and all that stuff. Hey, listen, I'm not the go-to. I'm just going to tell you what I know. I'm not a fucking doctor though. I am all about prevention because people see physical health very easily, right? When you gain weight, oh, diet and exercise. You can see it. Your mental health, how do you know who's suicidal? How do you tell? You can't. You might be able to tell some signals, but those are fucking symptoms. That means they're already there. How do you get them when they're 50 pounds overweight, 10 pounds, five, where do you get them, right? Anything you have to prevent, any kind of prevention requires a proactive approach. Doesn't matter what the hell it is, diabetes. We don't tell kids to keep eating candy 
because you know how to look for symptoms of diabetes, right? Right. Halloween, you hide some of the candy, like just because, and you tell them, hey, don't eat all of it, you know, because, because of that fact. And that's how you prevent that. So why aren't we applying the same exact concept to mental health, right? To prevent mental health, that's why you see teal on a lot of my stuff. It's a reminder, this is our theme color. It's a reminder of the things you can give in helping prevention. It's your time, effort, attention, and love. Teal is something you don't give. Oh, you're suicidal, Mark. Come on, come on, give me a hug, come on. I'm not, I'm definitely not suicidal after this episode. (laughs) But right, like why are people waiting? Like, oh, look for symptoms for your kid, let's say. Oh, if he's not coming out of his room and he's doing this, oh, now I'll give him a hug. Now I'm going to spend time with him and go to the park. Like, you should be doing that yesterday. The best time to go to the gym, today. Not tomorrow, not next week, not when you're five pounds over 10. It's actually today. It's today. Like, there's really no, it's just easier when you're already in shape, right? That's all it is. Same thing with your mind. You want to wait till you're depressed and then go, okay, I really need to change my perspective on things. I need to really let go of this divorce. When you're there, that's insanity. That's insanity. It's like, no, start working on it. Um, People don't see depression the same way. And it's because the society as a whole is fucking up. Because what they've done is, as an entrepreneur, when you're trying to solve problems, always try to solve, uh, remedy the, the, the cause not the result. Stop trying to make a better mousetrap. Hey, this is the mousetrap 2000. This can get this many mice and this and this and that and this and that. Great. Oh, but there's a new version of this mousetrap. Oh, you got this and then pharmaceutical drugs and that, right? Always trying to get the, all you're doing is remedying the result, but the cause is still there. So what happens if you remedy the result when the cause is still there? So instead of getting a freaking better mousetrap, why don't you get some duct tape and plug that hole? That's all it took. Not the freaking Mousetrap 2000. Duct tape. Boop. No more mice. No more mice. That's it. Because you looked for the cause. How they're getting in. How are they there in the first place? If you don't remedy that, you're going to have to buy how many mousetraps? <laughs> like, right. Right? And that's what we do with mental health, though. Here's the problem with mental health. The result and the cause. What is causing depression? To me, it's a negative perspective, a bad perspective. It evolves, always, always. I look, at, look at every scenario, it always stems there, right? But what doctors have said, they reversed it. So to me, you have a bad perspective, uh, like, you know, about your life, and all of a sudden you get depressed, and now you're in depression. The doctors and organizations are saying that this way, instead of the depression here, perspective here they go like this oh mark you have depression you're probably gonna be depressed so now you're not gonna be able to let go of that divorce that happened do you believe that no right and so when you give this freaking excuse and especially when you are in a bad place already you're gonna latch on to that excuse oh i have depression that's why i'm depressed I'm not accountable for it. But, I'm just depressed. But, and I, I think you're hitting on something really good because I'm relating this as you're talking. I'm 
kind of relating it to my own life because yeah, you know, so. we all go through ups and downs. Last year was a down year for everybody. And yeah. I definitely went through a lot of down moments last year. And, yeah. uh, you know, a therapist or whoever can tell you that, you know, you have this or you're feeling that. Yeah. But the key, and I think is the thing that you're trying to teach in your life and in this episode is that, yeah, you can latch on to that. And if somebody tells me I'm depressed, I can latch on to that and just continue muddling through life. Yeah, I'm depressed, but you make a decision. And when you make that decision to change and to listen to people like you and, uh, you know, you make that commitment to, you know, bringing yourself out of it. And I personally will tell you that uh, I went through like a program just to kind of talk because that's kind of like the place that I got into. I was just kind of down for a while just with everything going on. Because I, I could have gone through that and just kept having that attitude. But I was like, you know what? I'm making the decision to, you know, crawl, you know, my way, crawl, crawl my way out of it and try to get back to the pre-pandemic mark, which I feel like I've gotten back to and, you know, just spiritually for myself. And uh, all I'm basically saying all this to kind of back everything that you're saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, even though you can mentor me or anything. It's like, I can relate. You have to make that decision because people can talk at you and tell you what your, you know, diagnosis is or whatever, but you have to do it. And And that way with everything, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was to show people that, look, I've had all these obstacles in my own life yeah, and my own journey, but I didn't let it stop me. Sure, might have gotten me down and might have gone through rough patches throughout mm-hmm. the journey and along the way, but ultimately, I eventually decided to dust myself off and keep on going. Right. I made you. that decision. Exactly, and you took accountability for it. You did everything right, and and you'll see that it's. I always try to like look for consistencies, right? If there's something I say that's not consistent, there's a rebuttal that I can't freaking argue. Then it's like, I got to rethink what I'm saying here. But until then, right now, I'm convinced that that's what it is because it's a repetitive process. I see it in everyone. Like, oh, it's when you made the decision. Oh, it's because some pr- your perspective changed. Oh, it's because you saw a different version. Oh, that's what's consistent every freaking time, every time, right? So, you know, when you give someone this crazy ass excuse, that it's depression. Guess what that does to the person? There's no more hope. Once you take off away hope, that's called suffering now because there's nothing they can do about it. That's what you told them. There's nothing you can do about it. Like that's insane. So when people have a, a, an argument with me, because I already know when they're in a bad mindset because they will disagree like crazy. Right. And I'm just like, I'm just telling you to start, a, start with a decision. Like, I don't know what you're pissed off at, but anyway, what I want to ask the people that are feeling like that, if they are listening to this and watching this and you do feel that way, right? 
do you believe that everyone that has cancer dies? What do you think, Mark? Does everyone with cancer die? Uh, well, depends on how you look at it. I mean, Does anyone ever live after cancer? Uh, well, <laughs> it depends on how you look at it, I guess. No, I'm saying, does anyone ever survive defeated cancer ever? I mean, I guess eventually whether it goes into remission. Well, everyone dies, Mark, but I'm saying, well, has yeah. anyone ever beat cancer? Well, nobody truly beats cancer, but- But like it, lives. Yeah. It, After, it, like basically do, do people, 100% of people that have cancer, do they die? Like right because of the cancer? Like, do they die 100% of them? Not necessarily. Or... It, yeah, it's no. Like, yeah. there's people walking around, I beat cancer. I'm a cancer survivor. They wouldn't be, so those are, are basically our proof, our evidence, right? Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. But everyone thinks cancer means death, right? Instantly. If I told you you had cancer, you're going to have a, a really hard time. Like, you're well, going to go, Oh my God, oh my God, I have cancer. Your stress response is gonna go nuts. Your cortisol level is gonna go crazy. Your amygdala is just gonna be going nuts. It's gonna go like, oh my God, you're gonna die? What's gonna happen? And you haven't even died yet and you're already going nuts with internally, right? Well, so the reason I not cut you off, but yeah. I think my perspective, if you diagnosed me with cancer right now, yeah, I would not necessarily think I'm gonna die, but okay. I would at least think, okay, that's not good. I'm in a little bit of trouble. And that would be my perspective. Yeah, no. you're gonna have a little bit of trouble. You're gonna yeah. go, shit. If I said, Mark, you have cancer, you're telling me you're just gonna live every day like it's the same? No. Right? It's gonna be scared because people die, <laughs> right? Same yeah. thing with the pandemic, COVID-19, shit. A little less now because we know the percentage is a lot lower. With cancer, it's a lot higher, right? Yeah. When you hear cancer, it's almost like, do we say goodbye now? Like, it, it's it's bad. But the reason I'm asking you this is because people keep looking at, like, how people stay depressed. Why don't you look at the ones that get out of it? What is the common denominator of people that survived even after being diagnosed with cancer? The ultimate, the, what's the common denominator? They all decided, nope, not gonna die, exactly. not gonna die from cancer. I'm gonna make the decision to do this. Now, people that are listening, the reason I'm telling you this is you're treating depression worse than cancer. And you're actually not telling yourself, I'm not, I'm gonna beat this. I'm gonna get rid of this. And you're just leaving all the cannabis and just going like, yeah, it's kind of like going, yeah, I guess cancer's gonna take me. Oh, well, it's not my fault. Like, you're not going to do anything about it? Nothing? So stop complaining about it, though. Stop complaining about it if you're just going to do nothing. So the thing is, the reason I'm saying is that only common denominators that they decided that they're going to be better, all of a sudden their diet changes, all of a sudden they exercise, and they, they, they attempt, they at least freaking try. Because everything that I'm doing, what's better for you? To tell you that you have zero chances or you do? Because if... Even if you have zero chances, because I don't know what it is, I don't know what your excuse is, you can always go back to that. Right. But my version is, hey, you have a chance. It's called hope. You might be able to. And the only way to do that is by doing this. And you have to start. You have to start. 
And that's how there's not one person that didn't die from cancer and said, I don't know, I actually thought I was going to die. Like, definitely. Because it never happens. The reason is because the ones that think they're going to die, their stress response goes so hard that they die even earlier or right on time. Mm-hmm. Almost all the time. The ones that don't are the ones that said, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise because I want, I love my kids. I'm going to do that. And then they make it through. And then they, they make it happen. And that's the only difference. And as you're talking, I'm thinking of a couple different examples of people who just said no. Like there was one woman, uh, she had branded, like she had a documentary called Crazy Sexy Cancer. And uh, she kind of like branded herself with that. And Mm -hmm. the documentary was about her just saying, you know what? I, I don't even remember what cancer she had, but something pretty bad and she just said yeah. nope and lived her life to the fullest went yeah. to remission i think she's still alive she did a documentary like yeah 15 years ago uh-huh. so she's still going yeah yeah because it's making me think of her it's crazy yeah and so the reason i bring this up cancer because it's pretty massive right and it's basically something internal like you said it's like cancer is everyone has cancer it's what's going to make it come out. Every, you have it. Like, it's just like, and a lot of times it comes down to your diet and your exercise. Almost all the freaking time, anything physical, it always comes down to that. Almost all the time. Unless there's some kind of unique, uh, uh, you know, issue or whatever. But either way, something else was probably a cause. But in any case, the reason I'm talking about this, because one of the best rebuttals, because they love this excuse. Oh, you're going to love this one. Um, it's chemical imbalance. You've heard this, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's the best excuse ever. The problem is when people tell me that, well, you're under the assumption that chemical imbalance is the cause, not the result. Because from what I've learned, the chemical imbalances that are happening is just the result based on your stress response. Stress response means it's responding to the cause. What's causing is what I want to know. You're just talking about the result. And so they go like, yeah, but studies show people with depression have chemical imbalance. Yeah. And studies show that people with diabetes have crazy blood sugar levels. What are you trying to prove? Because you're just talking about the result. That's all you're talking about. So does that make sense? <laughs> like, well, everyone's studies show. It's like, well, yeah, because that's the sample you, you're using. I don't, I don't get it. You're talking about the result though. So People always use that as an excuse that it's the, it's the cause. And I'm like, no, that's just the result. Just like your emotion is people walk around. How, do you know people that walk around and say, Oh, I've been dealing with depression for like 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, oh my anxiety is so high today. What? I, I don't get that. Here's why I don't get it. Emotion is, I mean, uh, depression and anxiety are just, Emotional responses, response, again, it's a response, man. Just like happiness. I still haven't to this day heard anyone go like, oh, no way. Well, I've actually had happiness for like 16 years. Do you hear that? Oh, no way, my envy is so up today. (laughs) You don't hear that. No, why? They concentrate on two emotions, depression and anxiety, why? Why those, just those two? 
But no one goes like, oh my God, my anger today, whoo. Well, what, really, what's, what's causing you to be angry? Like, what, what's causing you to be angry? A lot of times, your perspective. Well, because this and this is just like, is that worth it? <laughs> is that worth getting all riled up about? You know, like, you really just have to change your perspective. That's where it all derives from, right? Well, so I'll tell you what, just to steal a line for me here, I know my happiness and envy are way up because this has been really amazing to listen oh, to. You. And frankly, we could... I, I almost feel like we could do a five-hour episode on... Oh, I can. Yeah, <laughs> I know you could. I, I almost feel like we didn't really scrape the surface on uh, some of the deeper nuances of uh, career transition and entrepreneurship. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, gave us a lot. I mean, I, don't, I, I feel like I'm cutting you short, but... Uh, <laughs> That's Okay. <laughs> I, I do want to give you a chance to just kind of uh, talk about your brands a little bit and talk yeah. about how people can get in touch with you and uh, beyond this episode, because frankly, I feel like I could just keep listening to you the whole night. <laughs> uh, thank you. Unfortunately, I got to get up early. I got to yeah. So yeah. tell us a bit about your yeah. uh, little just the general stuff yeah sure of course so uh basically i'm easily found you can go to my uh apparel company's website at fukit.com it's f-u-k-i-t-t.com uh you can also check out our nonprofit foundation it's startdayone.org and basically all the social media is all on the website so yeah you can just go there and check those out I almost want to ask you for some like entrepreneurial advice, but yeah. I almost feel like all you have to really do is listen to this episode and <laughs> visit your uh, your sites and just really the message is just all there in front of you. Yeah, I, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever been more inspired than I am right now. <laughs> That is so great to hear. And you know, what's good about this for any kind of audience is going to benefit from what I'm telling you. Uh, everything that you do basically is an extension of yourself, whether it's a job, a startup, a relationship, it's basically your mindset, who you are. And so if you can help that, it, it can enhance everything else around you, your startup, your business, everything else. So yeah. All right, well. This was Ricardo Zuleta, who uh, I keep saying his name correctly, and <laughs> I, I'm proud of myself for that. Boy, yeah. I feel like I could talk to you all night, but uh, I think this is for our own benefit, so we can <laughs> carry on with our day. That's about all. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time Definitely. out of your busy schedule. And, you know, I, I hope to have you on again and... Uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll go live next time. You, yeah. you had me inspired. Let me just say one <laughs> here. You had me inspired just off of our 15, 20 minute conversation <laughs> to look into Calendly and to look into yeah. uh, upgrading. So that's I great. Record and go live. I'm like, what is it about this, <laughs> this guy? Like got me feeling like because you didn't do anything in particular. I didn't get like even a 
fraction of uh, what yeah. I got tonight when we talked before. Yeah, like, that's what great. What about this guy that like <laughs> he's like in my mind? Like I want. Yeah. I feel that's like the best I, I feel pushed. Yeah, and that's the best part about changing people's perspectives. It's not something you have to remember. Yeah, it's something you have to keep working on. It's like, dude, just change your perspective on things. I'm telling you, it's gonna follow. But make sure you have a sense of purpose. And it's just that's easy. It's that's the formula. It's an easy formula, and it's just common sense. It's not scientific. It's nothing crazy. So yeah, next time we can just talk about our start. My startup. <laughs> we'll talk about next time. We'll talk about influencer marketing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, you had me pumped up just like that's awesome without really even knowing half of what I know now. So great. great. Anybody listening or watching uh, suicide prevention, you know, even just depression, whatever, whatever you're going through, this is a very good guy to talk to. And uh, if he got me investing in Calendly and (laughs) StreamYard, then he's definitely doing something right. So <laughs> again, this was Ricardo Zumueta. I'm Mark Schmidt. Thanks for tuning in to Mark My Words, and I'll be back soon with another episode. So long. Thank you.